happening in Melbourne at the moment. 1300 777 is the number. Uh, when we heard earlier from Ahmed Dini, one of the residents uh, in North Melbourne, he was saying that there was no testing going on where he is, but he understood the testing was underway in Flemington. Well, it's the Royal Melbourne Hospital that's conducting much of the testing. Chris McIsaac is the Interim Chief Operating Officer at the hospital. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Ali. So am I right there that you are responsible, not you personally, clearly, but the hospital is responsible for the testing at the towers? Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, from Saturday afternoon, we've established uh, an external, if you like, a screening clinic for COVID-19 in the base of one of the towers in Clinton. And will you do that for every tower or are you trying to get people to come to you? Uh, well, we're working in collaboration with the department. At the moment, uh, I believe the approach is that we're in a set up on a ground floor in one of the buildings. Uh, and I think other health agencies are supporting some of the other towers. So for the tower we're in, we're expecting the um, occupants of the tower to come down to be tested. And do you know how many, you've got 3,000 people you've got to test. How many have been tested so far and how long that process is going to take? Uh, yes, it's a good question. Uh, roughly we've tested so far, I think it's in the order of about 200 patients. We just really established the proper procedures and processes yesterday and we're expecting to uh, do increased numbers today. And if, I mean, originally people were told that they would be in hard lockdown for at least five days up to 14 days. I guess the main determinant of that is going to be the speed with which you can get 3,000 people tested and 3,000 results. Yes, I think that that uh, no doubt will influence uh, the public health advice. Uh, it's a challenging time for everybody to stand up these clinics quickly, make sure staff are safe. Uh, proper processes are undertaken, there's good clinical governance and of course uh, there's been a tremendous uh, response from our microbiology laboratories across Victoria to be able to process such a large uh, volume of tests. So what, what happens to those people who have tested positive? And we know that there was, well at least when the, the government last gave figures, around 27 cases across the towers. What's the plan with those who test positive? Uh, well, I think the important thing to remember is the majority of people that contract this infection actually have a very mild illness. Uh, and in the order of 80% of them will have a mild self-limiting illness that won't require hospital treatment or particular treatment. So generally what happens is that they are notified to the Department of Health, the public contact tracing team contact the patients, check on their condition, uh, provide reassurance and advice to them and monitor them closely. And if they become unwell, then they are, uh, would, would present to hospital for assessment. I guess, though, my, my question was more that if we're dealing with really people living in very close quarters, and I know that the, the government's described these towers, or the, the chief health officer has, as vertical cruise ships, and we all know what happened to cruise ships, and we know what's happened in nursing homes, uh, is it safe to keep people who have tested positive inside these complexes? Oh, look, I'm not a public health uh, expert about the appropriate uh, procedures, but uh, as I understand the public advice at the moment, if you are positive, you are to remain in your home in isolation. Now, as I understand it too, you're also working with others to set up what's being dubbed, at least in the media, an emergency field hospital. What can you tell us about this? Uh, yes, that's correct. We're establishing what's called an urgent care centre, uh, 
um, which is in collaboration with St John Ambulance uh, after discussions with the Department of Health, really as an additional um, place where patients may be able to receive treatment to avoid them having to, um, to come to a public hospital uh, unless they're unwell enough to require the services of a hospital uh, to get the necessary care that they need and triage to determine what their needs are. Okay, so it's not actually, you're not setting up a, a, some a facility where people will stay. It's more so that they can actually see a, a, a doctor face-to-face and be assessed. That's correct. And they may be able to have simple treatments and be potentially stay for several hours if they needed, you know, intravenous fluid or suturing or the like. They may well be able to get those sorts of things done. Um, much the same as, you know, St John Ambulance are very skilled at setting up these advanced first aid facilities of public events, you know, such as concerts out in the, out in the country, um, so that they can get quite sophisticated care, but only for a short period of time. Chris McIsaac, how much have you been told about the uh, this challenges that many of these residents face? It was made very clear on Saturday that one of the reasons for the lockdown was that this is a, a very vulnerable community. Yeah. Uh, well, we're certainly aware that a number of our patients from uh, from our various medical units, our mental health team, uh, a number of our patients reside in these towers, and we are aware and working closely in a collaborative way to, to, to reach out to those people. I'm aware that our mental health team have already made phone contact with a number of the clients that they help assist, just to check in with them, to see how they are and see what services they can offer. And what sort of services are most in demand at the moment? I imagine that, that hard lockdown creates a whole new set of challenges compared to the lockdown with the four reasons to leave home that many of us are familiar with. Yeah, so, so far, as you might imagine, this is a highly uh, rapidly evolving situation. I don't have precise details, but what we're preparing for is a significant amount of mental health support requirement. Um, we are aware that there may be an, a number of people that need uh, drug and alcohol services to help them through this difficult period, and they're the, the, the teams that we're initially mobilising to help support staff on the ground. Mm. I should also ask you, Chris uh, McIsaac, about what's happening at the Royal Melbourne itself, because uh, you had one of your nurses test positive, didn't you, last week? Uh, yes, we did. So things are operationally um, are still fairly much business as normal at the hospital. We have got a, a few patients with COVID in the building. We're still maintaining our elective surgery. Um, as we have done for many months now, we are predominantly doing outpatients wherever possible through telephone or telehealth uh, mechanisms. Um, there is a few challenges with some staff in isolation who can't work for a period of time. Uh, but at the moment, uh, the operations of the hospital uh, are, are fairly much business as usual. So how long do you anticipate that uh, you'll be needed actually on site, do you think, at these towers? Well, that's a difficult question. Um, we know what the uh, advice is about the lockdown period, and as you outlined that... Oh, dear. I think we've... Oh, sorry, you just dropped out. You, you were saying that, as you've outlined, it's, it's, there's many challenges... Yes, I'm oh, sorry if I dropped out. Uh, I was saying, as you correctly um, pointed out, that will probably most likely be determined by how quickly we can get the swabs done and the results back so we can understand what the burden of the problem is. Well, we wish you well. Obviously, you've certainly got your work cut out for you over the, the coming days. Thank you very much for taking some time to explain a bit about it to us. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much.
Chris McIsaac there, the Interim Chief Operating Officer at the Royal Melbourne Hospital, responsible for testing, as he says, they've tested about 200 so far and they've set up a testing centre at the bottom of one of those towers in Flemington. They're also setting up an urgent care centre at the... um, uh, down at the showgrounds to basically triage people. It's not it's not uh, an emergency field hospital as such. It's not where people will stay, but it's where they can get some treatment in the first instance. And that's also being done done with the help of St John's ambulance. One three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number.